I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Claire Calmejean, Societe Generale's Chief Innovation Officer, and Albert Lou, Deputy Head of Sales for Global Markets. But I want to begin, Claire, with you and with what the bank is doing to itself in terms of implementation of technology. So what's the state of play for Societe Generale? What we are doing currently, uh, you know, in our strategy, we have three strategic pillars, one around client centricity. And we are very proud today of our, uh, you know, numbers and they speak for themselves. So currently, in our 30 million retail banking clients, we observe a penetration of about 60% of digital active customers. So 60% in the market is huge. Huh? You know, think about it. You are not connecting to each brand, uh, uh, you know, actively. You redefine it by, uh, you know, each month the customers that uh, uh, go online and do a transaction. Uh, do an operation online. And for these customers, we observe about 98% of their servicing is done through digital. Uh, they connect about 30 times a month worldwide and in France, 34 times a month through their mobile or online, which means that our proposition are engaging and are meeting our standard of client centricity. Of course, we're going to talk about it in a minute. There is always more to do uh, to compete with new entrants and fintech. Our second pillar is around efficiency. And here, Albert is going to talk about how do we work with fintechs in order to really tap into the neat propositions they have and to avoid that we reinvent the wheel, but really be able to offer the best proposition in an open architecture. And that's really at the heart of our strategy. And the last pillar is around sustainability. And here we are investing in very innovative business model, such as one startup Lumo that we acquired back in 2018. Lumo is provide is one of the crowdfunding platform in renewable energy. And we are now distributing this product, this offering uh, through private banking. But one point that is important is, you know, now, you know, green fintech are a bit in the hype. So everyone is thinking about this proposition, especially post-COVID. But in Societe Generale, you know, we did this acquisition way before COVID, like we started our digital transformation 10 years back, moving all our infrastructure in the cloud and starting in this journey. We started to announce a couple of our strategy locally. We have announced uh, especially the merger of uh, two of our uh, brands in France. You know, uh, Crédit du Nord, which is a traditional brand, very close to territories, and uh, the traditional brand of Société Générale, to uh, create a new bank, which will be 10 million customers, and definitely with a digital industrial model at the heart of how we serve our different client base. You know, we have to appreciate that in France, we serve mass market customers, but also, uh, you know, a huge segment for us is private banking and enterprise and large corporates, which make our synergetic model uh, working. And therefore, digital is present, but with a different intensity, depending on our brands. You know, in mass market, we, we even have a pure online model called Boursorama, which, you know, have 3 million customers today, is one of the faster growing uh, digital banks in Europe, very highly rated uh, recently by uh, one of the surveys. And we have announced profitability by 2023 with very ambitious plan in order to acquire more customers. When it comes to private banking, you know, COVID has shown that, you know, there is different ways to engage part of our private banking customers. And we are developing new propositions in order to engage them. Dashboarding, uh, you know, making you know, more easy their transaction through digital. However, you know, it's a population that will still want to talk to their banker. And it's the same for enterprise where there is more complex need to be served. And therefore, what is very important is to have very powerful AI data in order to serve 
this client, this client and this uh, you know this uh, uh, this client base. Uh, in uh, in investment book, I think Albert can talk about it, you know, because as much as uh, elite fintech is also the reference for digital in uh, capital market activities. So maybe uh, Albert can uh, elaborate a little bit for our investment book. I'm going to ask him to do just that right now. Where does the bank stand with investment banking and also with the way it's operating with fintechs that it's having dealings with? I think the uh, the digital transformation for the investment bank is probably less obvious than the, for the retail business, right? Because effectively, as individuals, we know, we understand that, you know, in the daily life, transformation does happen uh, because of the digital, less so on the B2B side. But the reality is that, you know, for us, digital is for two populations. One is our people, of course, using the digital things to be more efficient, to be smarter in front of the client, let's say what we call the augmented staff. And then there is the second part, which is effectively using the digital, the data, the artificial intelligence to provide better services to clients. And here on the investment bank activities, you can imagine that for the staff, it's very important. It's very important because, you know, we have faced a lot of regulation with more and more tasks to do. You know, the, the workload to do the same kind of business that we did 10 years ago has completely changed. And obviously, being efficient is a critical point if you want to have let's say, a profitable business, because not only the market is more mature, so in terms of the, you know, you can imagine in terms of the wallet, but on top of that, the, the, the way of doing business is more complicated. So you have to be efficient, you have to be agile. And obviously, so we have many things that we're doing internally to, on, on that front, in terms of effectively uh, using the bots, using the, 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 the workflows, the processes, and so on, to really automate as much as possible with bespoke kind of approach, right? It's not a one size fits all, really, to have something which is relevant for each of the people and also to provide them with the right weapon, I would say, to make a difference in front of the clients, thanks to the data and the intelligence that we got from the client. So that's one thing. And then the second thing, which is more effectively provide to clients added value. And added value is, is, is could be, in a, in a way, innovative kind of uh, solutions, right? Uh, sometimes by using complicated algorithms. And, it, and it also, you know, uh, means providing data that uh, we have been building for us, for our own usage, right, as a um, market specialist. And all the things that we have built for ourselves, at some point, we are sharing with the client. And this, we are doing this either internally or with partnering with fintechs. And then I, I go to the uh, this global market incubator. Actually, you know, I'm trying to say it, you know, in a humble way, but it's true that the global market incubator, Associational, is the unique and only incubator that is fully dedicated to global markets in the world. The only one. Because all the banks are partnering with fintechs. You've got incubators that are generalists from retail to investment bank, incubators that are dedicated to investment bank. But us, we decided to just focus on global markets. And why is that? Three reasons. First one, because we discover that the fintechs that are working on the market's activity, it's a small ecosystem. Only 4% of the capital raised by fintechs is dedicated to global markets. The vast majority is for retail business, payment and so on, right? SME, payment and so on. Global markets, 4% only, small. Second, those fintechs, contrary to what we see on the retail business, they are not trying to disrupt the banks. They are here to enable the banks. Probably they tried in the past, but in our business, the global markets, the regulation is so high, the barrier to entry is so high, complicated. So if you want to face the B2B client, 
you need to partner with the banks. So fintechs and banks, we have something to do together. And the third reason why we did this really on the global markets is because those guys, they are talking about things that are, in a way, about expertise, right? About fixed income, about equity, about derivative, about structured product, and so on. So we're talking about things that are quite complicated in a way. And those kind of fintechs, they are sometimes lost in translation in generalist incubators. Whereas when they meet us, we immediately understand each other. We know whether we can partner or not, but immediately we understand each other. That's very important. So that's why we thought it was important to be very specialized, to attract the best experts, and to immediately you know, uh, be able to create something together. The second reason why we did this incubator, of course, there are many ways to partner with fintechs. You, know, you, you can try to do a POC, a POC, you can try to, you know, to have a small contract, whatever. But if we are frank, it's always difficult when you are a startup to partner with a very large company because we are not working at the same pace. We don't have the same priorities. And obviously, we have our own IT system like every large company. And actually, the fintech sometimes, the, the, the startups and the fintech, they have difficulties to integrate their solution into our big IT department. And by having this incubation, you completely change the process. Because you are not in the process where you, you welcome the startup and you say, okay, let's see what we can do. We try to build a POC and then call us in one month. Okay, we'll do a, we'll do a meeting together and then you, you should meet this one and this one and that one. And then after six months, we continue to discuss and nothing is happening. That happens, you know, with, with if you don't have a process where you say we start here and we finish here, where everything is time boxed. If you don't have this, the discussion could be interesting but not necessarily very fruitful. Here, we decided to have a process. Seven weeks of application, seven weeks for the selection process, six months for the incubation. And when I say six months of incubation process, there is six months followed by the top management with Milestone, with Tirco every month, and we decide exactly you know, what are the main milestones we have to reach because at the end, after six months, we need to decide whether we continue or not. And I can tell you that, so we are at the fourth batch now. We have seen in Europe more than 200 fintechs specialized in global markets. The third batch was very much in Asia, around 100 uh, startups. And now we are, we are launching the fourth batch. But what I can tell you is that each time we have done an incubation, uh, uh, you know, a batch is six startups. So out of 100, we select six startups. And we have, for each of the uh, batches, we have gone into production with more than half of those startups because we know exactly what we want. And because we have selected only the startups where the people from the business, so the traders, the sales, the financial engineers, decided by themselves, they, design, they designated themselves as what we call avatar, i.e. teams that want to follow the incubation period. So there is a group created around the, the fintechs and they said, I want to accompany this startup for six months and if we don't have this team, we don't incubate. Even if the startup you know, is, is super smart, we are not going to incubate because there is little chance it can, it can work. But when you have a team, they decide themselves beyond their own work to make this happen with a startup is extremely powerful. And this is why more than 50% of the startups we have incubated have, uh, you know, uh, let's say, uh, been scaled up and we have created some commercial contract. And sometimes we have also created some partnership in terms of, uh, you know, uh, sharing and so on and so forth.
And we do invest. You know, we work with Albert's team. Uh, so uh, my team work with, uh, you know, uh, the top 60 digital leaders. And in the case of the Global Market Incubator, we may decide sometimes to invest in uh, some of the startups, uh, you know, uh, on the recommendation of the business, but in order to maximize the exposition and to make sure we can also reuse the proposition in our different geography. So two things we did with Albert. The first one was... Uh, As it was very successful in Paris, we opened another one in Singapore in order to cover Europe and Asia through the incubator. And the other one, as I mentioned, is we take an investment ticket. And currently in SG Ventures, we have deployed about 200 million uh, over the last uh, three years in startup investment. I'm going to pick up on one thing, Claire. Your title, Chief Innovation Officer. What's the innovation you want? What's something <laughs> you've not found yet that you think... If only we had that. Somebody should be doing this. Actually, I think we found it, but uh, Albert and I have a project, which is uh, our uh, love project. So we created a, a startup, which is called uh, Forge. And Forge is offering basically an enterprise solution for digital assets and tokenization. You know, for me, it's the future in financial services. If you work in a bank today, you know, digital assets, tokenization, working towards, uh, you know, digital euro, which is, uh, you know, we had coins and notes before, you know, we had stones, you know, tomorrow is going to be a, a digital asset uh, anyway. And I think we are, and we see that through Forge, uh, we are only at the beginning of this journey. There is still, a, a, you know, a long journey to go. I'm not talking here about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. I'm really talking about uh, how can we have a, a financial services system. Uh, you know, you were saying about at the beginning of the, the podcast, you know, how, uh, you know, we started to invest into technology. I think this is even another generation. Currently, Forge work with different blockchains uh, across the world. But today, blockchain, to, to be honest, Blockchain is not the essential of the proposition. It's really about being able to offer, you know, in a SaaS model, this enterprise platform that will put the foundation, uh, you know, probably for capital markets, but also for a lot of other activities in the bank, payment, financing. It's a journey that is going to be uh, 10, 15 years from now. And we are even more proud of Forge because, you know, it was created for our uh, uh, internal program to create startups. So actually, uh, it's people that were within the bank that didn't know each other and seven of them got together and they say, okay, it was actually a merger of two IDs, two groups that say, okay, we believe there is something in this system. And it was directly sponsored by our CEO, Frederic Udea, by the general management and is still supervised as such. Thank you both very much indeed. Claire Calmejean, Société Générale's Chief Innovation uh, Officer and Albert Lou. Deputy Head of Sales for Global Markets, also Societe Generale. Thank you.